1: Good afternoon, everybody, and welcome to the Slows Wrestling Show. Your source for all things wrestling and sports entertainment. Live from Palm Harbor, Florida, it has been an amazing spring break as we are back to give you full coverage on what's happening in wrestling. Coming up, Jim Ross news. Five best possible opponents for Samoa Joe at WrestleMania 35. Dolph Ziggler WWE status. Kurt Angle retiring, and Chris Living God joins us here on the Slows Wrestling Show.
0: In the atmosphere, charting the stratus. Yeah, yeah. I prayed for you and kept you near. And hopes you're chasing away my fears. I'm on my own, you made it so.
1: And now I'm chasing that. Welcome back to the Slows Wrestling Show, your source for all things wrestling and sports entertainment. Now, according to Ch- Wrestling Inc. Jim Ross is applying for new trademark as his WWE departure nears. So Jim Ross has been a huge inspiration of mine ever since I started watching wrestling. And he's he's by far one of the most experienced commentators in the wrestling business. And his career with WWE has been legendary over the past decade. And I think he's the most, he's like very skilled on the mic. He knows what he's gonna say during matches. And he knows when the moves are coming and when someone is going to throw a move really fast. And he knows how to keep up with the wrestler's speed in the ring. And last summer when I was in D.C., I got got to see Chad Dukes interview Jim Ross over at 106.7 The Fan for his show. And it was amazing because I actually got to see him up close and personal for the first time, even though he was behind closed doors and behind the glass from the radio studio and he he looks just like he does on TV and he sounds just as amazing as he does on TV as well and it's going to be sad to see Jim Ross's departure from WWE but I look forward to seeing what he does in the future and I'm really excited to see what else he can, he brings now here are five opponents for Samoa Joe going into WrestleMania 35 Number one, John Cena. So Cena would have to take time off, but away from movies, if he is to face Samoa Joe at WrestleMania 35. And the type of match I would want this match to be is a no disqualification match, because we haven't seen Samoa Joe at all perform in this type of environment against John Cena in WWE yet. And it would be amazing to see how Samoa Joe performs in this type of cir- circumstance against John Cena. Number two, Rey Mysterio. So Rey Mysterio returned to WWE right around the greatest Royal Rumble last year. And I think he would be a challenging opponent for Samoa Joe due to his speed and agility because he can move around the ring fast. He knows he can fly- he's a high flyer. And it would be hard for Samoa Joe to keep up with his speed and style but it would be it would be an exciting match too, and that's what I really that's what fans really need is something to look forward to at WrestleMania 35. Number three, Ethan Carter the third. So EC three has been on fire since his debut in NXT and being moved up to the main roster. And Samoa Joe versus EC three is nothing new to to the wrestling business because they have faced each other before in TNA impact and this would bring memories back from their TNA days and this scenario for EC3 would be awesome if he would be, if he's able to pull off the victory against Samoa Joe which I think he can because he's a very skilled competitor and it would it would be an awesome match at Wrestlemania 35. Number four Kevin Owens. So Kevin I think Kevin Owens should not be the one to face Samoa Joe, but instead be put into his own storyline because I'm upset about Kevin not winning to become number one contender for the United States Championship. Instead, it was Mustafa Ali and Mustafa Ali has not earned any title shots yet. He hasn't earned or shown that he's capable to be in, in a title match yet. And that's why Kevin Owens should have won that number one contendership match. But instead, I think it should have been Sami Zayn. They should have they should have made Sami Zayn return to SmackDown Live and have Sami Zayn win the number one contendership so that Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn would have a match at WrestleMania thirty five. But now since Mustafa Ali won the number one contendership, it's like it's that basically puts that basically puts Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn out of the question number five Mustafa Ali so I don't think Mustafa Ali should get a title shot just yet he needs to show better microphone skills and work to improve them over time and then then get a title shot because he still needs to show that he can adapt more and when you're a WWE wrestler or any type of wrestler, that's important. And that's, that's, that's how things are in the wrestling business nowadays. Now, according to Wrestling Inc., here is the status of Dolph Ziggler with WWE. So, WWE is, is allowing Dolph Ziggler to go outside of their company and do stand up comedy. So this is amazing because I think it's good for WWE to allow their their superstars to broaden their horizons. And I think WWE should push Dolph Ziggler somewhere down the road to, for a, a a raw tag team title match or the universal championship. And that would be amazing to see how it would be amazing to see what how how much fan base Dolph Ziggler brings in from the stand up comedy. Now, according to the New York Post, Kurt Angle is retiring from WWE after WrestleMania 35. So, Kurt Angle has done a lot in his career from multiple world championships to multiple WWE titles to tag team championships. And he's, it, I think he's one of the best from the Attitude Era and, and to ever grace sports entertainment. And my favorite matches that he's ever participated in are matches against The Rock for the WWE title, matches against Triple H, matches against Stone Cold, matches against Kane, matches against DX, matches against the New Age Outlaws. Those are the best matches that he's ever Ha- that I've ever seen him participate in. Because when he was a lot younger, he was able to move around the ring faster. He was able to throw people over his shoulders, deliver angle slams, deliver Olymp- Olympic slams, ankle locks really quick, and a lot of submissions that he used. And it, it's it's sad to see Kurt Angle... Go- it's going to be sad to see Kurt Angle go, but he's earned a lot in this business. He, he's earned the right to be in the WWE Hall of Fame. And his last match will be at WrestleMania 35. And I wonder who he's going to compete against. I Hopefully it's against The Undertaker or against um, John Cena. One of those two. Because that would be a great way to end his entire wrestling career. I will take a break, but when we come back, Chris Living God will be joining me to talk about his career with United Wrestling Alliance, all on the Slow's Wrestling Show.
0: Ready, we'll get to the great big dream.
1: Welcome back to the Slow's Wrestling Show, your source for all things wrestling and sports entertainment. Joining me now is Chris Livingott. Chris, thank you for taking your time to join me on the show. Thanks for having me. You are the United Wrestling Alliance Undisputed Champion, and coming up is UWA's March Mayhem. What is in store for you going into this event next, and what motivates you in the ring?
2: Well, I am on March thirtieth at UWA. Me and Boomer are gonna be in a rematch. Um and what the fans can expect is once again, uh the rest's gonna raise my hand and with the another note that to on. hopefully we'll be able to take it home and, you know, I've been
1: wrestling for many years and uh, I'm I'm good at what I do and Boomer's good too. But I just think that living God's better. At UWA's February Fallout, you won the undisputed championship against Boomer in a no disqualification match. How did it feel to win the championship in front of UWA fans, and what did you think of the reaction of fans going into this main event?
2: Well, it felt really good to beat Boomer because one, the UWA championship was really important to me. It's important to everyone in the back, and it's what we we work for. Everyone works to get that belt. Whoever has
1: that belt has a target on their back and everyone's gunning for them. To be Boomer meant a lot to me because after our match was flexed in the first round, we came out and attacked me and I just thought that was really cool. Chris, you have been helping some of the new wrestlers train for events. What advice do you usually share with people who are trying to become wrestlers themselves? Uh, my advice is just Keep at it, you know. Do
2: uh, follow your dreams. Do whatever you have to do, and uh, and be what you do. Uh, I love wrestling. I was in the fifth grade, and uh, it's been my dream for a long time. And I'm just happy that I can do what I like
1: to do. Chris, what is what inspired you to become a wrestling performer, and where do you see yourself in a few years?
2: Uh, Jeff already inspired me to become a wrestling performer. Great! I saw him do that thirty foot slingshot, and that was the first time I ever really, like really watched wrestling. So I very kind of late, but then I, like I watched all the older stuff afterwards, and and that's why I became a wrestler because of Jeff Hardy mainly. He was my favorite, along with the Undertaker and all them. Um, but in a few years, hopefully I'll be working on more shows. Hopefully have more titles under my belt, um, and just a lot more experience and knowledge that I can pass on to my trainees and stuff. That's where I'll be in a few years.
1: Who do you have the most chemistry with inside the ring, and what makes wrestling fun for you?
2: Derrick Hill. I have, I have the most chemistry in the ring with Derrick Hill. We have great matches.
0: And, uh, what makes you said what makes wrestling, uh, so fun for me? Yes. <laughs> well, I just like, uh, um, I just like getting creative and doing innovative thing. Uh, I like tech-
1: Who is your favorite wrestler, in right now, and where do you get the most of your inspiration from when it comes to wrestlers inside the ring? Uh, my favorite wrestler is. Well, right now I'd have to say my favorite wrestler would be. And,
2: and a few years ago I wouldn't have said this, but I like I like John Cena because he's you know he puts over the new guys and and he uh. Works with them, gives them advice, the and he's always doing like things for for kids and, and make a wish foundation and all that. I really respect that. And I want to do stuff similar to that, especially after this last show at UWA. After like talking to some of the kids and and seeing the impact that wrestling has.
1: Finally, before I let you go, what can fans expect from March Mayhem coming up? Fans can just expect to get wild. You know, things are things are going to be off the wall. There might be a few
2: surprises in store. There are you know, going to be some hard-hitting matches. We have a great roster of guys. We're going to put on a great show. And it's not it's not just me, that they should come out for. We have a lot of great guys, uh, a lot of great wrestlers. It's going to be a fun time.
1: Thank you for taking the time to join me on the show, Chris. It's always an honor to have you on, man. Thanks for having me. That was Chris Living God, the UWA Undisputed Champion. Make sure to follow him on Instagram at Chris underscore And if you're in the Hudson, Florida area, join us for live wrestling action from the Angeles on Saturday, March 30th at 7 p.m. Tickets are $5 and military are free. You, want, want, you don't want to miss this exciting event. Now, according to Bleacher Report, AJ Styles will face Randy Orton at WrestleMania 35. So, I think this match will be a great addition to the WrestleMania 35 match card. And I think this match will be a decent match, but not an amazing match based on past matches with Randy Orton and AJ Styles. And uh, the person who has the most match experience out of the two is Randy Orton by far because... He's he's a veteran. He's been in this been in a wrestling business for a long time. He knows what to do. He he knows his surroundings. He knows when he's going to strike, and that's what's amazing about him. And I cannot wait to see what Randy Orton does against AJ Styles at WrestleMania 35. Now, according to WrestleZone, Triple H will face Batista in a no holds barred match at WrestleMania 35. So this match is going to be very, very exciting because we have not seen Triple H and Batista face each other in a long time. And who I who I really think is going to win, it should be Batista who takes a victory off Triple H because we haven't seen Batista Russell in WWE since 2014, around the time the Shield were still alive and around... And right before Seth Rollins turned heel. So, I think this will be by far the best match at WrestleMania 35. And I really think it should be the main event of WrestleMania 35. Because, literally, these two are going to go to war. And literally tear each other apart. And just as Triple H said at on Raw this week, he told Batista... Whatever scrap of the animal you have left inside, you better bring it to the table and you better bring it at WrestleMania 35 because me and you are going to go to war man-to-man and we are going to literally destroy each other and blow the roof off that stadium. And it's, it's going to be amazing and I cannot wait. Now I'd like to talk about The Shield and my top favorite memories of their career together. My favorite championship accomplishments that The Shield have earned are... The tag team championships, the WWE championship, the uh, uh, United States championship, and they literally dominated the the whole industry of WWE from 2012, November 2012, of their debut to to 2019 at Fastlane, where they had their last match together. And my favorite moments are their Survivor Series win with Team Raw against SmackDown. Their best matches against and with the matches I think that were amazing were the match against Evolution, the Hell in a Cell match between Seth Rollins and Dean Ambrose, the uh, triple threat match between Dean Ambrose, Seth Rollins, and Roman Reigns for the WWE Championship. My favorite segment moments were with uh, Seth Rollins and Dean Ambrose when they were against each other, when Seth Rollins was a part of the authority and the, the authority was around. Um, my fi- The most shocking moment for me, being a wrestling fan and growing up with The Shield, was when Seth Rollins turned heel on The Shield and event- eventually made his way over to becoming part of the authority and and teaming with Triple H and Stephanie McMahon. That was the most shocking thing ever. I did not think it was going to be Seth Rollins who who was going to turn heel. I obviously thought it was going to be Dean Ambrose. I, I really thought that Dean Ambrose was going to be the one to turn on the shield and not Seth Rollins. And the best out of the three definitely is Seth Rollins because he... He has the most skill. He has the most ac- the most accolades in WWE. Um, he's he knows he knows how to move around the ring. He he has such fast agility, good ring traits, and it's he's like very amazing at what he does. And I think Seth Rollins should beat Brock Lesnar at WrestleMania 35. Like he has to, dude. Like I'm super tired of Brock Lesnar holding the Universal Championship when he's not even on Raw. Like most of the time like he's not even there like he's not even present backstage so I, I I, think that Seth Rollins should win and he should come out on top at Wrestlemania now here are the Fastlane 2019 results the New Day defeated Rusev and Shinsuke Nakamura by pinfall the Usos defeated Shane McMahon and The Miz by pinfall to retain the Smackdown Tag Team Championship Asuka defeated Mandy Rose by pinfall to retain the SmackDown Women's Championship. The Bar defeated Kofi Kingston by pinfall. The Revival defeated Aleister Black and Ricochet and Bobby Roode and Chad Gable by pinfall to retain the Raw Tag Team Championship. Samoa Joe defeated Andre, Andre Sinelmas, Rey Mysterio, and R-Truth in a Fatal 4-Way match to retain the United States Championship. The Boston Hug Connection defeated Nia Jackson and Tamina by pinfall submission to retain the women's tag team championship. Daniel Bryan defeated Kevin Owens and Mustafa Ali in a triple threat match by pinfall to retain the WWE Championship. Becky Lynch defeated Charlotte Flair by disqualification, and The Shield defeated Baron Corbin, Drew McIntyre, and Bobby Lashley by pinfall. So that is the fast lane full list of match results. I will take a break, but when we come back, I will give the NXT, Raw, and SmackDown Live recap next on the Slows Wrestling Show.
0: Oh, I you were the one for me, that's why I give you reason every-
1: Welcome back to the Slows Wrestling Show. Your source for all things wrestling and sports entertainment. Now here are the NXT results, winners, grades, highlights, and reactions from March 13th. Dusty Rhodes Tag Team Classic. The M- Mustache Mountain versus The Forgotten Sons. The Forgotten Sons defeated Mustache Mountain via pinfall. The next match was... The next match was Io Shirai versus Bianca Blair. The match ended in no contest because as the action intensified, Baszler hit the ring and attacked both women. Carrie Sane tried to make the save but ultimately suffered a familiar fate. The Queen of Spades was left standing after a choking out Shirai establishing her dominance. Dusty Rhodes Tag Team Classic Alistair Black and Ricochet vs. DIY. Late in the match, it appeared as though Gargano suffered a knee injury that left champion to go at it alone against the resurgent Black and Ricochet. Babyfaces made short work of the Blackheart as the Dutch Destroyer blasted him with Black Mass and Ricochet finished him off with 6.30 on to cash the team's ticket to the finals. After the match, Ciampa made his way to Gargano, whose wife Candice Lee Ray had come to ringside. He tried to help him, but Gargano fell down. Champa looks to throw him into the stage just as he had done two years earlier to necessitate the team's bitter breakup. But Gargano countered and sent Champa into the stage revealing his knee injury was a farce. He super kicked Champa and hyped up the crowd to close out the show. Now here are the raw results, grades, winners and highlights from March 11th. The Shield kicks off Raw. Roman Reigns, Seth Rollins, and Dean Ambrose kicked off Monday's show just 24 hours after defeating Baron Corbin, Bobby Lashley, and Drew McIntyre at Fastlane. Reigns wasted little time saying that if last night was the end of The Shield, he has no regrets. Reigns hyped up Rollins ahead of his WrestleMania showdown with Brock Lesnar as the WWE Universe chanted, Slay the Beast. A shortened farewell to the Hounds of Justin justice concluded with Reigns turning the microphone over to Rollins before the three engaged in one last shield fist pump. Rollins watched as his mates exited the square circle and then fixated his gaze on the Wrestlemania sign. Before he could really say anything of note, Paul Heyman interrupted the proceedings. Heyman went through the normal introductions before Rollins rightly pointed out the struggles Lesnar had had with wrestlers smaller than him, referencing Daniel Bryan, Finn Balor, and AJ Styles. Heyman threw it ...to a video package that demonstrated the sheer dominance of Lesnar... ...and said that since Rollins won the Royal Rumble... ...Lesnar has thought about the things he will inflict on Rollins at WrestleMania. Also, as if it were on cue, Shelton Benjamin hit the ring... ...and attacked Rollins as the show headed to break. Seth Rollins vs. Shelton Benjamin After Benjamin attacked him from behind... ...Rollins squared off with the multi-time intercontinental and tag team champion... ...in an impromptu addition to the show... The architect found himself grounded and on the receiving end of a side headlock coming out of the commercial break. From there, he was thrown back first into the guardrail. A powerbomb attempt was reversed as the 2019 Royal Rumble winner sent his opponent face first into the turnbuckle pad. On commentary, Heyman announced Brock Lesnar would be on Raw Live next week as Rollins mounted a comeback. Rollins overcame a released German suplex from Benjamin to deliver the stomp and score the victory. Intercontinental Championship Match Finn Balor vs. Bobby Lashley Bobby Lashley did not hesitate in his attempt to regain the Intercontinental Championship from Finn Balor Monday night, taking the fight to his smaller opponent and using his power-based offense to keep him reeling heading into the commercial break. He continued to wear down Balor, working a side headlock, and he attempted a powerbomb, but Balor fought out of it and sent him to the floor. Lashley though recovered and delivered a side suplex on the apron. Back in and Lashley again worked a rest hold, looking to sap whatever energy Balor had. Ha- slap whatever energy Balor had out of him. The champion fought out and delivered a basement dropkick to create some separation. A series of forearms continued to come back, and a corner dropkick grounded the challenger. Balor scaled the ropes for the coup de grace, but Leo Rush appeared and rang the ring bell. The distraction proved costly as Balor launched himself off the ropes and right into a spear from Lashley. He scored the win in his second reign with the title. Alistair Black and Ricochet versus Chad Gable and Bobby Roode At Fastlane, the Revival successfully retained his Raw Tag Team Championships in a hotly contested triple threat match. Monday night, the two teams, Dash Wilder and Scott Dawson, de- defeated jock for the position in title contention as Alistair Black and Ricochet battled Chad Gable and Bobby Roode. The former champion started hot, grounding ba- Black and working him over in the center of the ring, keeping him just far enough from his partner to prevent a tag. The one and only finally tagged in and did not hesitate to utilize his speed and agility to frustrate the op- opposition. A great double team, though, saw Gable catch Ricochet in a waistlock, while Rude delivered a blockbuster into a German suplex. A series of near falls were exchanged before Ricochet tagged Black into the match, unbeknownst to their opponents. After Ricochet cleared Gable out of the squared circle, Rude turned into a Black Mass as the NXT experts scored the quality victory. Triple H calls out Batista. A week ago, Triple H demanded Batista confront, confront him like a man. Monday night, the animal returned to Raw, flanked by his own security team. He refused, though, to join the CEO of the WWE in the ring. Triple H tried to goad Batista into heading to the square circle, poking fun at his nose ring, and vowing to tear through every one of the Guardians of the Independence scenes if it may, meant getting his hands on the animal. Batista admitted he quit WWE to get far away from the game and promised to hurt everyone close to Triple H if he did not give him what he wants. One last match and one last chance to retire his mentor. A back and forth ensued before Triple H accepted and added one stipulation. The match will be no holds barred at WrestleMania 35. The iconic performers stared each other down to end the segment. Kurt Angle addresses his future then squares off with Apollo Crews. 1996 Olympic gold medalist and 2017 WWE Hall of Famer Kurt Angle returned home to Pittsburgh on Monday drawing a hero's welcome as he prepared to address his future. Angle ran down his accomplishments and storied career before revealing that WrestleMania 35 would be the side of his farewell match. With one more go around... In the town he has called home his entire life. He said it was only appropriate he has one more match in Pittsburgh. Apollo Cruz hit the ring for a said bout. Cruz controlled the match early grounding angle. The hometown hero though fought out and delivered his trademark German suplexes. Cruz would answer with a an in- step up in and scale the ropes for a frog splash. A lot one of Angle's greatest opponents, Eddie Guerrero. Angle moved out of the way and finished Cruz seconds later with the angle slam. Angle defeated Cruz via pinfall. Drew McIntyre attacks Roman Reigns. Before Roman Reigns could battle Baron Corbin in Monday's main event, Drew McIntyre came from out of nowhere to attack the big dog. He pummeled Reigns and delivered a nasty Claymore kick that sent the former Universal Champion to the floor. A second Claymore sent Reigns' head bouncing off the ring post. Producers, officials, and medics made their way to ringside to check on Reigns while McIntyre exited to, to a chorus of boos. Seth Rollins came to his friend's aid and helped him back to applause from the fans. And that is the Raw recap for this week. Now here is the SmackDown Live results for this week. Asuka defeats Sonia Develle via submission. The Iconics call out the Boston Hug Connection. Becky Lynch and Charlotte Fair verbally clash again. Rey Mysterio and R-Truth defeat Samoa Joe and Andrea Sinemos. Rowan and Daniel Bryan... Defeat Mustafa Ali and Kevin Owens via pinfall. And that is the SmackDown Live recap for this week following Monday Night Raw. Now, according to WrestlingNews.com, two of WWE superstars are considering leaving the company. Carl Anderson and Luke Gallows have declined offers to stay with WWE and plan at looking at other options when their contracts expire in September. So I really had a feeling that Gallows and Anderson would be leaving WWE and I really think they're going to either go to AEW or back to New New Japan, one of those two companies to compete and further their career in wrestling. But it's going to be interesting to see what Gallows and Anderson want to do and where they choose to go. So I cannot wait. According to Daily DDT, Luke Harper made his return at a WWE Rochester live event. Luke Harper has been out of action with a left hand injury for a couple months. Luke Harper has been out with a left hand injury for a couple months, and I think Luke Harper is possibly possibly going to be getting into new Daniel Bryan storyline of Eric Rowan on SmackDown Live, or possibly a Wyatt family reunion working in Bray Wyatt if WWE decides to bring them back together. And I think WWE should bring them back because the Shield is gone now. So we really need a big stable to dominate WWE and take over either Raw or SmackDown Live. That would be amazing to see the Wyatt family come back. And hopefully they do because we really... Fans really need that to happen now since the SHIELD are no more and not together anymore. Now if you have heard, WWE is going on tour in the United Kingdom. Belfast on 5-8-19, Newcastle on 5-11-19, and Liverpool on 5-12-19. So if you are in the United Kingdom and want to go to a WWE event, those are the dates. I will take a break, but when we come back, my friend, Ajani Liggins will join me here on the Slows Wrestling Show next. I'm never going to let you go,
0: never going to say goodbye, no. I'm never going to give you up, I'm never going to let you go, never going to say goodbye, no. I know, I know. Never gonna I'm never going to no. give, never going to give, never going to give.
1: Welcome back to the Slows Wrestling Show, your source for all things wrestling and sports entertainment. Hello. Joining me now on the Slows Wrestling Show is my friend Johnny, who is training for the United Wrestling Alliance. Glad to have you on the show, man. Welcome. It's a pleasure. i oh, bro. How you doing? It's good to be on your show. Good to be. Johnny, from what you have told me, you are a huge WWE fan. What is your opinion on WWE today, and do you see them keeping their momentum going in the sports and entertainment industry, or do you think they need to improve a bit? Well,
2: to be honest, I I feel like their momentum right now is going really good. You know, they're bringing a whole bunch of new talent from all over the world, such as uh, AJ Styles, Shinsuke Nakamura, they got a lot of indie stars that are coming to WWE, or just NXT in general. So I feel like the the pace that they're going right now, they they could even get better, and the shows could become and have more ratings even in the future and everything. You know, I, I feel like they're doing a really good job. I feel like what they should work on though is the storylines. Like for example, with Kofi Kingston, uh, dude, that storyline is very confusing, and that's sometimes. I mean, the the confusion part's okay. But sometimes a lot of
1: WWE fans can't tend to take that much confusion after a while, so... No, that's, ha- that's how you lose an audience, too. That's how you lose a lot of the members of the WWE Universe. Exactly. You know, they're not... They wouldn't want to watch and that's the last for y'all at the end of the day, so... <laughs> what do you think of a woman's wrestler such as Alexa Bliss hosting WrestleMania 35? Do you think she could have comp- competed instead, or do you like seeing her switch into different roles? Well, I think she should
2: get back into wrestling more, because she was a Raw and a woman SmackDown champion. That's a really good thing to put on your resume. I feel like the role that she switched to now is basically like a talk host. I think she's doing pretty good with it. I, I feel like Just having a woman as a a host and the main host of uh, WrestleMania would be a very good deal for her. Because that would build her up uh, with the fans and everything, to be honest. So I feel like that was actually a good choice
1: that they could select her. So earlier on in the show, I mentioned that Triple H is facing Batista in a No Holds Barred match at WrestleMania 35. How excited are you for this match, and do you think Batista will push his run further or retire after this event? Um, to be
2: honest, I'm not sure, because if you notice, you've seen Batista in a lot of movies and everything, but he's recently finished most of those movies that he's done, so I'm not really sure. I feel like this could be a one-time deal that he's just coming back to show his face back in the WWE and everything and give a good mark um but um yeah I think I think Triple H and uh Batista
1: will be a good thing Johnny what do you think of Wrestlemania coming to Tampa Florida next year and who would you look forward to seeing perform at next year's Mania
2: I know that's kind of a, a runaway track that keeps on getting played, but, I mean, the man still has a lot of good years, into him to be able to have him have a match, basically, at WrestleMania after going twenty twenty one zero before his streak was broken, I feel like they should just continue that just one more time. That would be a good thing to pull in.
1: Who is your favorite WWE wrestler right now and why?
2: think about that? <clears throat> well, I would have to go with AJ Styles to be honest. You know, um, I really I really like his um, his emotion and his attitude when it comes up to wrestling and everything. You know, he, he really has this main thing in his heart and this is something that he really wants to do and I feel like he's being a, a very huge contribution toward WWE and, I feel like, in a a sense, he's made SmackDown better. That's the reason why they say he's the place that AJ Styles has built, because he has made an impact and a mark that nobody will never forget this man, no matter what happens.
1: (laughs) What's your favorite brand of entertainment in WWE today, and why? I would have to go with Raw.
2: Um, This is my personal opinion, but only because of the fact that they have a lot of more main roster opponents there. Like, there's a lot of main events that could happen with the superstars that are on there, like Roman Reigns and Seth Rollins. And um, it's just a whole bunch of people on there. And, I, like, you know, Raw's getting a lot more ratings than SmackDown. Even though SmackDown is doing really good, Raw just has more time to be able to put in effort and have more better matches and everything set up. So...
1: The Shield may be done together in WWE. What is your favorite moment you remember of The Shield? Um, my favorite moment of The Shield,
2: I believe, was last year at TLC. Even though Roman Reigns was not there and Kurt Angle replaced them, I feel like that was one of their best matches that they had just because of the fact they were outnumbered completely and they were still able to... Divide and conquer. That, that's the shield. That's the of justice. That's
1: what they always do. Do you ever see another major stable like the Shield ever happening in WWE again, or do you think they are the last of their kind of performers? Um, I feel like they could.
0: They could have another stable. It might be a while, to be honest. like to have them make a shield reunion again but in all honesty
2: if they do it's going to be like a one-night thing or a five-minute session just like how it was at survivor series so but i mean i I don't i don't know if they will be able to pull off a stable just as good as the shield ever again and if they do then (laughs) wwe has so much plans for us in
1: the future who was your favorite member out of the shield and why
0: Seth Rollins um,
2: became heel, I would have to go with Seth. Seth, um, Seth pulls out a lot of emotion and everything into what he does. And I feel like he's really good when it comes up to selling his part and selling his role and also selling his character. I like Roman also. Roman is extremely amazing so is Dean, but I feel like uh, Seth just really has that, that fire in his heart. So I would have to go with him.
1: Does the Shield's finish at Fastlane mark the end of an era and a new beginning in your eyes? And do you think now there will be a rise of NXT stars appearing on Raw and SmackDown Live in the future? Uh, yes, I, I believe so. I feel like
2: now we, are, we already had a couple of good superstars coming from NXT like uh, Ricochet and, um, and uh, Alistair Black. You had uh, Johnny Gargano and uh, and Champo, So I feel like... Yeah, I feel like, you know, in the next couple of years, following years, they're going to have a whole ton of new NXT superstars out able to have their debut matches on Raw and SmackDown, and it's going to make the whole, both brands extremely bigger and a lot more exciting
1: than it already is now. So what did you think of the false reunion of DIY on NXT this week and the attack on Tommaso Ciampa from Johnny Gargano? Do you think Candice Lee Ray has something to do with that? Um, I don't think so. You know, Cham- Champa he
0: already betrayed Johnny uh, previously when they
2: lost the match and lost the titles, uh, the NXT titles. So you know, I mean, I really like the fact that they brought like the, that reunion back. But, I mean, involving Johnny Gargano attacking him, that's Chapo's fault because he was planning on stabbing him right back in the back once again. But, you know, he was he was smart enough to know. I feel like his wife was the one that let him know in advance. Hey, you know, he might, might break back and might end up turning heel and just starting a whole new problem all over again. But luckily he was smart enough
1: to catch you this time. Before I let you go, what do you think WWE will do going into a new stage? And what do you think of Triple H and his role with the NXT talent? Um, I feel like Triple H is doing an amazing job. You know, uh, Seth Rollins
2: and Kevin Owens, for example, they were in WWE uh, for quite a while. And before WWE, they were in NXT. And, you know, I felt like Triple H kept a good eye on them too, especially in that time. But with Triple H pulling out all these new superstars and talent, you are giving every superstar an opportunity to get to that top point and to have a chance to become a champion. So I feel like his role and everything that he's doing is really inspirational, to be honest.
1: Thank you very much for coming on the show to join me, Johnny. I look forward to doing this again sometime soon.
2: Yes, definitely. Most likely.
1: Thank you. Now, according to Forbes, WWE could be bringing back the Undertaker for WrestleMania 35. So the Undertaker is still with the Undertaker still competing. I think he should continue to perform, and if he does wrestle, he should face Kurt Angle at WrestleMania to make this event more action packed this year, WrestleMania 35, they have to go all out. Like, they literally have to bring it to the table. They literally have to go above and beyond to make this an exciting moment for the to, for the WWE universe. Now, according to wrestlingrumors.net, WWE may have plans to continue to shield without Dean Ambrose. Dean Am- Dean Ambrose's contract expires after WrestleMania in April. So, The Shield, I believe they should not keep going with a new member, and it's best to leave The Shield's legacy alone, and to just keep Rollins and Reigns going on their own paths, because The Shield were a really good team, and they really had a lot that they brought to the table in WWE's entertainment, but I think it's time to move on and look forward to the future and new plans that are coming up in WWE. Now, according to Ringside News, WWE has pulled Seth Rollins from live events. So, WWE is doing this because they don't want to injure Seth Rollins further or have him get have him get hurt in any way. And what I think will happen on Monday Night Raw next week between Rollins and McIntyre is there's going to be a brawl between Rollins and McIntyre. McIntyre is going to hurt Seth Rollins some way, somehow and they're going to make it seem like Seth Rollins is out of the WrestleMania picture and until a, a fall until a couple weeks pass and then Seth Rollins makes his return in time before WrestleMania 35 so that's really that's really what I think is going to happen and I cannot wait for Monday night raw smackdown and NXT next week it's going to be a great week we are on the road to WrestleMania 35 and that's going to do it for this week's episode. Be sure to follow me on Twitter at showslows for updates and listen to previous episodes on Apple Podcasts and Anchor. From Palm Harbor, Florida, I'm Alex Slows saying goodbye for now. Have a good evening, everybody.